know the Emmys, even though virtual is going to be blickety black this year. So I think, you know, that's great. So I want right. to get your thoughts on, do you think this is a time with the current uh, racial um, injustice that we have that these folks are getting nominated? Or do you think their talent is finally being acknowledged um, and, and being put on display? You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Hey, this is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And you're listening to the Snob West Podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. We are back. And we are back. Another week, another taping. And again, um, for those of you who are not Patreons, you can support our show and become a Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And with that $5, you get um, access to a live taping, access to the pre-show, and our Discord chat. And again, we want to welcome a new supporter who is ZQ, which is Zandi Kabindi. Thank you oh, so that's one. Okay. I thought that was two different people. So thank no. you, uh, Zandy. <laughs> no, it's just one person, Zandy. Okay. All right. All right. I thought we I thought we was balling out here, but uh, we want to thank <laughs> you, you anyway. We had yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you anyway. We greatly appreciate you for becoming a snobbist. Right. She is a uh she is just one person. <laughs> All, right. All right. So let's get into the show. Let's hop into the lowdown where we talk all things apple and uh starting off today um tim cook along with several other tech ceos are currently testifying in front of congress on an antitrust hearing um i know they started this morning um i'm not sure when they ended and if it's ongoing but um uh, definitely, um, there they it was a of course they videoed and it's a live taping. So um, yeah, we'll it was it was this afternoon. It ran this afternoon, twelve o'clock Eastern. Um, hearing is set. Oh yeah, I was looking at Pacific. They had it backwards. Normally they have Eastern first. So it started this afternoon. It looks like it was delayed an hour. Um, but um, Tim Cook was there. Jeff Bezos, Sundar Pichai. And Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, so he's Microsoft. Apple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that's Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, and Facebook. Um, CEOs were um, were facing the firing squad, so to speak, um, and and uh, in front of some of our congressional leaders. And mostly, it was focusing on Apple. They tried to get a bit ahead of of the curve on the hearing. I think uh, Phil Schiller um, was uh, wrote an article and was talking about it um, just to try and, and I guess take maybe some of the, the sting off of it. Um, but essentially Congress is looking into some of the concerns related to, to antitrust laws um, as it relates to the yeah. four biggest um, tech companies. 
Yeah, specifically with Apple, they were um, uh, have to answer questions as it relates to Apple and how they run the app store, you know, and the fact that they take 30 percent of the cut of uh, app sales. So like if a developer does an in-app purchase or they list their app for sale uh, or, you know, download it for sale, uh, Apple takes 30 percent cut off the top. And, you know, there's no other operating. There's no app stores listed with, you know, Apple when you download an iPad, uh, download an Apple on an iPhone, any iOS device. So that's almost like and it's like a monopoly to where you can't install other app stores on the Apple store. So they had to answer for that. They had to answer for, like I said before, how they uh, were taking 30 percent off the top and um, issues like um, third party um, apps accessing iOS features like some of the native features that we that they're slowly starting to do. Apple is slowly but surely letting third party developers access, you know, uh, Apple related, you know, systems like, for instance, the keyboard before you could only use Apple's keyboard. Now you can use swipe. You can use some of these meme keyboards, you know, so slowly but surely Apple's kind of building up to give you more access to third party developers to utilize Apple services in iOS. But I guess according to this congressional hearing, they're not going fast enough. Uh, the bigger issue, in my opinion, what Apple's going to really have to figure out is how they answer for the fact that they have complete total control over the App Store, which in my opinion is how it should be. But as it relates to I'm not a developer, you know, I'm not a uh, competing App Store, so I can see how some of these developers you know, where Apple is pretty much God, <laughs> for lack of a better term, you know, to where that's, you know, they're judge during executioner as it relates to how to get your app into the app store. And if you have any sort of bumps or hiccups or get banned, there's no recourse. It's like you got to do what you got to do, you know. So but shouldn't, that have, uh, shouldn't that be, shouldn't that. How in it my opinion. Be? And I yes, would think that other, how it other should companies be, would but, that, want to lock that want to like. You would think Google want would want to lock down um, the Google Play Store. You would think that everybody would want to lock it down to make sure that nothing is getting in that shouldn't be. If that is truly the case, right? We don't want to get malware. We don't want to get any sort of issues, data breaches, security leaks, whatever the case may be. But, you know, we're talking about major companies and greed is greed, right? Money, so money I don't have it exactly. So I don't get the impression that Apple is trying to shake down app developers because, you know, yeah, you got to give up 30% of your cut to Apple, but you're making 70% of billions of people using iPhones, right? So it's right. like, you know, again, but I'm not a developer. I don't have a major app in the app store. I don't have to deal with some of the issues that developers have to deal with as it relates to getting their apps in the app store. So I can't speak for them, you know, so I can say as a consumer, sure. Yes. I want Apple to control everything from the back, but you know, as a developer trying to get in and dealing with all that, that could be a different case for me, <clears throat> excuse me, for me, for the app that we have currently um, in test flight, which is kind of like their staging area. It was a relatively seamless process. You just have to follow the process. And I think maybe that's one of the things people don't want to necessarily follow the rules. They kind of want to do their own thing. And well, I don't have to do this with this particular uh, app store. So why should I have to do it with this one? So that's, to me, that's what it essentially boils down to. They don't have to right, have right. 
that same kind of rigor with getting their apps onto other platforms. But with Apple, it's much more rigorous and it's much more structured. And to me, at the end of the day, that's what it seems to be. Right. And if Apple just decides to change something on a dime, you know, it's like you send developers scrambling. So that could pose an issue again as a consumer. Absolutely. I want Apple to control things, but you know, I can see how they could be another issue. So, uh, so the point of the actual story is that we're reading is to let people know that you can actually watch some of these hearings live, live streamed. Uh, you can go to U S house and judiciary committee's YouTube channel. You can also get a link to the live hearing via the U S house judiciary committee's website. So we'll, in the story that we put in the show notes, they have a link to all those. So if you want to watch them live, you know, I would assume uh, maybe it's something different than C-SPAN. You know, that everybody hates to watch. But if you're used to streaming things on your tablet or your computer or whatever the case may be, you don't have access to C-SPAN or cable. You can do so this way. Yep. And it's just an easy way to get it unfiltered. If you don't want any commentary, if you're like watching on CNN or any other the news right. service that you just gets the street what's going on without people's uh subjective uh yeah opinion. armchair quarterback in it yeah. yeah well what they really mean no they said what they mm-hmm. mean. Just listen to mm-hmm. the words we don't need your editor your editorial view on mm-hmm. this particular thing we just want to hear what they have to say so and there i'm right. sure there'll be plenty of that if not already in the articles that are are being written you know after so Yeah. All right. So let's slide on over to some more positive news. Um, Emmy nominations came out yesterday and looky, looky, Apple TV plus got eight nominations, I believe. Um, The article that we're reading, reading from the verge, they, it includes Disney plus as well, but for, for this particular, Oh, I, I shorted them Apple TV plus. Plus picked up a total of 18 nominations across various categories, including two major nominations for the morning show. Um, Steve Carell was also nominated for best actor in a drama series. And Jennifer Aniston was nominated for best actress in a drama series. Um, So they got some pretty big um, major nominations. So, yeah, they did, uh, you know, put things in perspective, you know, uh, kudos to Apple. But as you can see, Netflix led the pack with 160 nominations. So yeah. <laughs> shout out to Apple and your your little 18 nominations. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Netflix out here killing it with 160. Um, and what, Amazon, HBO had like 105, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even uh, Quibi. I haven't I haven't done anything with Quibi at all. I've seen a lot of their commercials to where they've got a lot of uh, very, very short, short type of movies, you know, to where they're longer than, you know, 30 minutes. But they're definitely shorter than a full length feature film. So they picked up some as well. Uh, I think with Quibi, you can like get a free account and then pay for some sort of subscription. But it looked like they had some interesting stuff. So I'll just say uh, they picked up a couple. But again, Apple is out there in the in the mix. You know, a lot of people kind of were hype about them. And then as soon as they went live, you know, you kind of didn't hear that much about it. So it's nice mm-hmm. to see that they, uh, you know, got some fanfare via the Emmy nomination. So shout out to them for that. Yeah, for their first real round of of things, not too bad. So we'll see, you know, coming forward if they're really trying to come forward for Netflix. So 
We'll see. That's yeah, gonna be some work. <laughs> yeah, that's a long. That's a long way off. A long right way because off, I, it, we maybe we could have talked about this and for the culture, but they uh, Netflix picked up pretty much all of the. 90s and WB, uh, yeah, yeah, BET, you know, so you mm-hmm. got you know, girlfriends, and you got uh, uh sister, half sister, and, and you got half and half, and you got you know, yeah. right, right. So, all those little 90 late 90s, early 2000 shows on UPN and BET, you know, Netflix picked them up. So, all that to say, you know, Apple TV's got a long way to go before they just start yeah. picking up random things and. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we'll see if they if they win anything. So yep. we'll see. But uh yeah, so that's good for them. Good on them. All right. And the last thing that we have in the lowdown, could base ID be coming to Mac OS? That yeah, seems yeah, we'll definitely. to be the question. Oh yeah, so a new report from nine to five Mac points to a number of references in the betas code, which is iOS 14 beta or not iOS 14, Mac OS Big Sur beta suggests that Face ID is coming. This is this. These include a Pearl camera, uh, Apple's internal code name for the feature, as well as face detect and bio capture, which report notes are similar to Face ID codes that are currently used in iOS. So it'll be interesting to see if the Mac uh, went from just entering a password to some of the newer ones get touch ID to then mm-hmm. graduating now to face ID, right? Especially now mm-hmm. that Apple is has announced this new Apple Silicon, this mm-hmm. new um, processor that's supposed to ship with some of the newer Macs. So we'll see if if it does come out and Apple face ID is released with Mac OS Big Sur. Is that going to be for all Macs or is that going to be for some of the newer Macs with this newer Apple Silicon? So we don't know yet. But it'd be interesting to see. I'd definitely sign in for it because, I mean, the FaceTime cameras are like right here in my face. You know, right. unlike a phone, you can put it down on a desk over to the side and it may not see your face. As soon as you right. pop open the laptop screen or you look yeah. at a monitor with like an iMac, it's boom, it's right there. So it's going to let you in. So, <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I mean, honestly, it does make sense since they're trying to do this one one for all type type of right. type of approach to um you know iOS, iPad OS, and of course, as you mentioned, um Big Sur with Apple Silicon. So it I mean it seems to fall in line with with what we've already heard from from Apple. So it's not too far yep. of a stretch, I don't think. So so if so, it's much uh much neater because I think right now the way uh, my devices are set up is when I turn it on, I can, you know, accept the, I don't have to enter it in. I could do it from my, from my Apple watch. So right. one more yep. player is always definitely helpful. All right. So that's it for the lowdown. Let's head over to second stream where we talk all other tech. And the first thing we have up on the docket is a new data breach um, that was announced um, earlier this week from um, Drizzly, which is an alcohol delivery service. So Drizzly did confirm that that they were hit by a data breach. The article that we're reading from TechCrunch um, says that an email was sent out to customers um, that said that the hacker um, got some uh, customer data, including uh, email addresses, date of birth, 
passwords that were hashed um, using the stronger encryption algorithm, and in some cases, delivery addresses. So they have an email address, your date of birth, your password, and possibly in some instances, your delivery address, which most likely is your, your home address. Um, they are saying that about 2.5 million Drizzy accounts were stolen. And, um, and what um, TechCrunch was able to, to get was that um, a portion of the data um, including some of the staff, it included it, it included some of the Drizzly staff members as well. So um, that's pretty large breach um, and some pretty um, critical um, information that can be sold on the dark web and can be used for nefarious right. reasons. Yeah. So the story says company. The company said that no financial data was taken in the breach. But a quick search on the dark web showed uh, known seller data and stolen data, uh, seller and, you know, um, personal information from the stolen data chose otherwise. So, of course, you know, you got your billing address, you got your um, IP birth, address, you know, that IP address, you know, that's all a hacker needs to start piecing yeah. some things together. So, yeah, they if can you find are an alcoholic, <laughs> if you're an alcoholic <laughs> and you <laughs> use this drizzly um uh service on the regular you might want to uh i don't change know up some I mean, they've already got your billing not even change your password it's almost like you yeah. gotta uh, you know i'm not advocating but you gotta shut down the account because they have yeah. all your information i mean it's like but i mean even shutting down the account they already you? got it yeah so i guess you just i don't know get turned up i, I guess <laughs> yeah i don't know with your date of birth you can't really change that your phone number i guess nope. you could change um, that would be and a house address and your billing address. That's pretty tough unless you're planning to move. But right. yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. The Drizzly did not say when the hack occurred or how many accounts were affected, but did advise users users to change their passwords, which like we just mentioned, they <laughs> they got all the information. So, you know, since, you know, well, uh, depends on how many uh, users total, because the story does say. 2.5 million uh, Drizzly accounts were believed to be stolen. So again, do they have 3 million total accounts or is it 18 million accounts, which 2.5 may seem like a small amount, but if they've only got 5 million total users, that's half, you know? So it's like, if you're a Drizzly user, you know, it's like you're pretty much guaranteed that they got your account if they have a small number of total users. Right. And I have to say that I did download this app a while back, but fortunately no one delivered in the Atlanta area. Right. So I deleted the app. So mm. I'm glad I did yeah, um, yeah. because, and I never created an account since they didn't deliver here. So right. yay on me. <laughs> and, that, and that's a, another tip. Uh, if you are no longer using an account, just don't log out, reach out, send the email, contact support and say, Hey, I would like to cancel this mm -hmm. account just is no, is no good to just go and log out and never use it again because your data is still there it's still there and, on the servers until they delete close purge or cancel you. yeah purge you from their information so that's just another tip there so if you're no longer using services definitely send a message and have them cancel and purge you 
And I would also say just to be safe, change your change your password. Well, because in all likelihood, a lot of people use the same password and the same login for everything. Yeah, so and, if and, they have access to one, they might have access to some of your other key things as well. So, yep. so if you're a Drizzly password. user and they got your password for Drizzly, just change your passwords everywhere. Everywhere. Because, yeah, like you said, people use the same password for everything. Yeah. Especially if they're inebriated because they're ordering stuff from Drizzly. (laughs) And people, I mean, honestly, they're just lazy sometimes. I don't want to have to remember so many passwords. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. If you have a Drizzly account and you got an email that said that you were affected, even if you didn't get an email that said you were affected, go ahead and and change your password just to be safe. All right. Next up, we have some news from the Instagram. So it appears that um, with the iOS 14 beta, there is an issue with the camera being on, uh, well, the alert from your camera being on uh, on Instagram. So essentially uh, with iOS 14 beta, there's um, a, a tool that shows, that indicates when the camera is, is on and being used. And it seems as if Instagram is not necessarily reporting that. Is that well, what I'm saying? So here's the thing, right? So I have the public beta and with Apple's new security and a new privacy, you know, standards and measures, they've got a feature, like you mentioned in iOS 14, that any app that is using the microphone or using the camera specifically, I'm pretty sure there's some other indicators, but those two camera and mic, there's a little green or yellow dot in the corner of your phone to let you know, hey, there is an app that is using either a your microphone or your camera or recording you or something. Right. So mm-hmm. with Instagram, yes, when you're opening up Instagram and you are using the camera um, or the microphone, when you're actually posting something like if you're posting a picture or you're doing live that little indicator light comes on right well Mm -hmm. the problem is people would just be randomly doing things not in instagram and they would see the little indicator light come on and then apple you know based on ios you can go in and see what 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 right so instagram according to them said oh that's a bug because you know ios is a beta and we're going to fix it right but the fact that this has always been going on begs the question is how long has Instagram been using your camera and or microphone this whole time before mm-hmm. iOS 14? Because iOS 14 just unveiled it. So how long have they been doing it? What have they been recording? What do they have? So that opens the whole Pandora's box. If Instagram and possibly others have always been using your camera and your microphone in the background, even when you're not using the app, what have they been doing? What do they have, right? Right, right. and it seems that, I mean, since Facebook is owns Instagram, there's always that, oh my gosh, what are they doing with, with this app? Am I secretly being monitored when I'm not even using the app? Is that data still flowing through to Instagram is it being, you know, stored somewhere. So Exactly, exactly. So they for instance, like in this story that we've got, this guy has a uh, tweet. He says casually browsing Instagram when suddenly the new iOS 14 camera slash microphone indicator comes on. 
then control panel ratted out the app behind it. This is going to change things. Right. So basically what he's saying is while he was using Instagram, he wasn't even using he wasn't posting. He wasn't recording, which when you would think the camera or the microphone would pop up, he's just looking at pictures and he sees the little light. So it's like, why is that light there? I'm not using a camera. I'm not using a microphone. What are they recording? What are they watching? Are they watching me? Are they recording me? You know, what's going on? You know, so again, like I mentioned, Instagram said it's a bug and they're going to knock it out. But then again, Instagram has been an app for years, you know, and have they been recording us for years? Again, that's tinfoil hat, scary type <laughs> stuff. But right. at the same time, it's like, look, it's this real, staring, it's staring us in our face and technology, you know, is good, but it also can be bad. It can be bad. And if people, I mean, like we just talked about with Drizzly, you know, people just want to have their alcohol delivered to their house and I have to go outside and, you know, people get access for nefarious reasons. And there you go. You're just kind of out there. So, mm -hmm. so, yeah, be careful, folks. Be careful. All right. The last thing that we have um, in second string, we kind of alluded to it um, earlier. Um, wait, I think that may have been on the Patreon. You can join for $5 monthly. Um, we were talking about um, how um, everyone is coping with um, with uh, work from home. So right. Google um, and some of the other tech companies have decided to extend their work from home. I think Google is going out until July 2021. Uh, Amazon is going out until January 8th of 2021. And Microsoft is, they're still working from home through October 2020. Right. Um, so it looks like people aren't very confident in in the handling of, of COVID and are giving people the option to, to continue to work from home. Yep, yep, over, <laughs> over an extended amount of time because you know, go, there's a couple of things, it's right. I mean, if I was running a company, I would not I couldn't I couldn't have it on my conscience mm -hmm. that I was like, hey, we need productive people, butts and seats. So we need you to come to the office for no real reason outside of, well, when I was working, this is how Back we did in my it. Day, this exactly. Is exactly. You know, I couldn't have that on my conscience that somebody was forced to come into work and, and commingle socially distancing or not catch something and either they suffer or they pass it to their family and suffer. So yeah. it makes sense, especially in this, like I said, in all this new work from home, this new technology to where we're coming to find out you really don't need to be in the office to be productive. I mean, At we've all. known and we've known that for years. We've known right? that, but now, so now companies know that it, it, it's actually proven because we've been doing it yeah. since March. We've yeah. been at home and things have been still getting done. So it's like, right. eh, well, why not push it back for another year? Right. <laughs> Yeah, the reasoning for it not working or people not really doing their work or lounging, that's pretty much been disproven. So even when it's time to, quote unquote, go back to work, these companies are going to have a very hard time, you know, convincing employees that you have to be in the office to work. That, I think, is a fundamental change in the way that we are going to go forth as a society. It's going to shift this, you have to be in the office to work. We've proven it for what, five months now that you don't. We've still right. been productive, we've still been getting it done. And I think in, 
like in my case, I think I've gotten more work done. And unfortunately, I've worked longer because I'm already home. And if like I'm in the middle of something, I don't necessarily have to stop because I have to be traffic or I have somewhere to go or somewhere to be. I'm already there so I can keep working. And right. my hour commute to get into the office of 45 minutes, in my case, the hour to get dressed and get up and get moving, all that time is kind of rolled into work time because, I mean, right. you don't have to you don't have to be anywhere. So right. um, and off hours, you know, if you're just sitting on the couch and you get a message on your computer or on your phone, you know, and if it's just something simple, you may just be like, all right, let me answer this right quick. Mm -hmm. And you're actually sitting at eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night on your work phone or on your work laptop answering emails. And then before you know it, rabbit hole, you've been working an extra two hours <laughs> mm -hmm. because, you know, it's that accessible, you know. So I again, like you mentioned, this is one of those new normals. You know, nothing will go back to the way it was as it relates to a lot of these companies to where they have employees that have the bandwidth. You know, they have the equipment, you know, just let them work from home. Let them work from home. And, you know, people got to be safe and you have to do what's best for you and what's best for your family. And I don't think any company, if you say, particularly if you work a corporate kind of white collar job, if you say I for my own health and safety, I'm I'm not coming into the office that that's that's a lawsuit waiting to happen if you try and force people, especially if they aren't if they don't have to physically be in a building to, to get the work done. So, well, at the very least, it's negative publicity. Um, yeah. I, who knows if it's legal or not? I mean, I signed a contract saying I was going to do this. So I guess I have to honor it. And if you want to be a jerk about it as a major corporation, you can enforce that. And I really have no recourse because I did sign this, whatever this is, whether it be uh, you know offer letter, whatever the case may be. But the negative publicity alone would be enough for corporations to say, hey, if we can do it, you know, and we can save money on, you know, real estate costs mm -hmm. and it's not a big endeavor on our end to ship computers and to sh ship phones and ship monitors and ship printers, all the creature comforts that you're used to from an office. If you can ship that to somebody's house, save millions on real estate costs yeah. and they can still get the work done. I mean, why not? Yeah. Why not? So I hope more companies including mine, uh, <laughs> all of this. But like I already said, I I didn't plan on going back anyway this right. year. So, but now and I see why. that as well. So I see why this story is, we're talking about it in the show. It's <laughs> yes. a little close to home. <laughs> yeah, a little bit close. If all the other tech companies are doing it, then right. all the other tech companies. <laughs> and a lot of times um, the industry that I'm in you know, kind of if one company does it, then the other ones do it. Right. And one of the companies in our industry have already said something to that effect, I heard um, on yesterday. So it's only a matter of time before the other companies in that industry kind of fall in lockstep and continue with that. For those people who were concerned about having to go back in. Again, I'll reiterate, I wasn't concerned because <laughs> I didn't have a going back. But for those who did, you know, that's, uh, they have that you know, on their side. So, yep. so good for those companies and hopefully other people will follow suit. All right, let's head over to For the Culture. And this week, our For the Culture, both of our items are like happy news. So, All yay! Right. <laughs> <laughs> so starting off, um, Mackenzie Scott, 
formerly known as Mackenzie Bezos, the ex-wife of Jeff Bezos, owner right. of Amazon, Washington Post, and all of those other companies, who is, I believe, the third richest woman in the world, sitting um, at $36 billion, she decided to, and that $36 billion comes from her 4%, 4% stock in Amazon. One, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Um, so she decided to do something good with her money because she has $36 billion. That's more than anybody could spend in their lifetime. So um, she wrote a Medium article um, on yesterday um, that she pledged to give away the majority of her wealth back to society because she acknowledges that she has that wealth as a part of what has been generated through society. So she wanted to thoughtfully and carefully give back to society who had given so much to her. She acknowledged, you know, all of the things that happened, you know, in her life um, in the beginning of the year. Um, and, you know, as it relates to her personally and as it relates to society with COVID and all the other atrocities. So the racial pandemic and the medical pandemic, as I like to call them. And she has decided to give away a ton of cash. So I'll start with the things that I think were the most important to me as a person. She gave 20, between 20 and 40 million some to HBCUs. Some universities aren't, saying exactly how much they receive, but my understanding is between somewhere between 20 and 40 million. Um, Howard University received um, some money. Um, I think the other one was it, it was three. Was it Hampton? And I'm trying to read in the article and see if she. I didn't see anywhere where they specifically named them. Well, I did see somewhere. I know Howard was one. Yeah, here it is. Hampton University, Howard University. I'm scrolling through the list because it's Morehouse College. No, oh, it's alphabetical. I see it. Yeah, it's alphabetical. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to scroll through Spelman College. I see Tuskegee. Tuskegee. Um, Xavier in Louisiana, Xavier University. Uh, she mm-hmm. gave one to United Negro, United Negro College Fund, the Thurgood Marshall. College fund. These are all major um, uh, funds that you know uh, students of HBCUs go to get grants and scholarships. Uh, you mentioned Spelman College. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's just some of the education ones that we're reading. So there's right. a bunch of. You have to go to the link uh, in the show notes to see yep. all of the foundations and the organizations that she has contributed to. Uh, she's also announced like some major numbers as it relates to some of these categories. So for instance, racial uh, uh, racial equity, is this $586 million? Yes. Is that, am I reading that right? You are reading Jeez, that please. correct. Um, economic mobility, $399 million. Um, Gender equality, $133 million. Uh, public health, $128 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, climate change, $125 million. I'm, I Global hope I'm reading those numbers. You're I'm reading those numbers correctly because that's a lot of zeros. Yes, right. because she said she's given to date a total of one point seven billion dollars of her worth 
to these organizations for gender equality, racial equality, and education and health. Okay. All right. And then lower, like I said, lower in the story, she kind of breaks out some of the benefactors of all those zeros that we listed earlier. Black Girls Code's on there. I saw um, um, Six Gems at Six Six Gems on Twitter. She posted about it as well. So it's, uh, she's giving away some serious cash to all of these, you know, different foundations. And to me, it just goes to show that even though she gave away $1.7 billion, she still has 36 billion left. So it goes to show that any of these other billionaires can definitely help the cause and donate to these different organizations and it won't do anything. If you just think about probably how much liquid cash she has, the interest that is earning off of that, mm-hmm. she's probably getting all that back. Right. You know, and it kind of goes to, you know, now we're getting, I don't want to say getting tired, but you know, we've, when the uh, protests and George Floyd and all the things started happening and you saw these companies, you know, making these stances, They're black squares. Right. And the Black Lives Matter and they got banners and they got T-shirts and they got, you know, all the little cool things that says, hey, we stand with you all. You know, now it's kind of like, all right. Money we, talks. Baby. Right. We, we've seen all the tweets and we've seen all the ads that you took it out in the papers. We've seen all the Instagram ads. It's like, all right, now, how is this going to roll into actual change and money talks? You know, yeah. so I would much rather you know, a big company say, look, here's X amount of dollars. This is how I'm going to prove that or show my support. I am standing with you. Yeah. Right, right, right. You ain't got to put out no big speech. You ain't got to whatever. Like, I'd much rather just cut the check and be like, look, here's money. Get out of my face. Yeah, Yeah. get out of my face. (laughs) Go do with it what you will. Right. I didn't help. Right, right. If you don't use it to the fullest of its capability, that's not on me. I gave right. it to you. I'm standing with you. I'm supporting you financially as well as publicly. So, you know, go for it. Right. So, no, so shout out to her. Good job, Mackenzie Scott. She dropped the Bezos, but good for her, girl. Thank you very much. And I'm sure all these organizations are extremely appreciative. And I think some of these HBCUs were saying this is the largest donation that they've gotten in history and while 20 to 40 million dollars is a lot of money when you think about some of these other universities that have endowments in the billions you know it really goes to show you know some additional disparities that we've talked about um previously so um definitely i think this is fantastic and um it's going to change a lot of people's lives i know um there's an article um, I think last week from uh, some of the students uh, from Morehouse who graduated last year, who were uh, beneficiaries of the of their student uh, debt being canceled. And they've talked about how it's changed their lives generationally right. because I mean, Morehouse is an extremely expensive university. A lot of times, you know, these young men come out of college owing thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars at the minimum. At the minimum, because I think more houses maybe like thirty or forty a year. So depending on and then there's know, lawyers, they got a doctorate and all that stuff. That's extra yeah. money. Yeah, you know, stuff debt 
if not physically taxing on your income, it's just stressful. It's just on your mental as well. Mentally stressful to have all of that debt looming just, over you. Just standing, sitting on your shoulders. And it's like, and you not know, nowhere, know how much you pay down. And not just that. It's just like when you get a windfall, like if you get a promotion or uh, something or you get a break and you want to take a vacation, it's always, OK, well, I deserve to go on a vacation because I work so hard. I got this degree. I got this job. I got to raise this family, whatever the case may be. It's like, all right, well, I could go on this vacation. Or do I need to put that on the student loans and then you all in your head? And that's that's just stressful, man. Yeah. So I can imagine, you know, well, I can't I can't imagine because I do <laughs> have student loans. And, you know, just being able to uh, be in a position to where that's not a big of an issue, big as big of an issue personally, you know, because we've worked at it so hard over the years to get that down. But imagine if I can't I can't imagine if I wasn't in a position that I am now and still had all that debt from just student loans, not counting credit cards, not counting mortgage, car, not counting car mortgage. notes, yeah. not counting daycare, not counting clothes, you know, paying the bills. You know, then you got the student debt thing that you can't bankrupt. You can't bankrupt yourself out of. Nope. You know, you can't you dodge it. it. You got to pay it. So I can imagine how just just stressful that is. And, and just not- coming out as 20, a 23, 20 two year old kid, mm-hmm. you know, not having that on you, knowing that essentially everything that you make in your career, you can, can use go that towards. as wealth building right, or right. just living, just having that, you know, pressure off of your chest, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And because, you know, again, like underrepresented country uh, uh, communities, black folks, you know, we don't have, you know, this is one of the things to where, you know, the whole startup culture, right? It's like, mm-hmm. well, just fail, fail fast. If you fail, just learn your lesson and do it again. It's like there's some people that this I this one shot That's all has to work. It has to work. If it doesn't work, generations behind me are going to be felt effects. I just can't mm-hmm. chuck it to chuck the deuces and then cut my losses and be like, all right, well, in two years later, I'll raise another five million dollars and start this new thing. It's like we don't have the luxury of having that multiple shots so the fail fast thing as a mental thing it helps you get out of your own way but at the same time if it does come to fruition to where this doesn't work this could be it for a lot of us yeah so so yeah i think is i think it's fantastic and i think she is you know truly going to make a difference in you know not just black people lives but other marginalized communities as well i think she's really going to to help them and, and, you know, set them up for the future. So that's great. Yep. All right. The other positive thing that we have to talk about this weekend for the culture, um, as we mentioned um, earlier in the show with Apple, Emmy nominations came out. So this year, 34.3% of the acting nominees for this year's Emmys are black. Okay. All right. In some categories, um, you know, typically they have between five and six nominees. Um, over half of them are black. I think in one instance, I think all of them except for one is black. We have uh, Maya Rudolph, who of uh, SNL fame, she is nominated for two different things in a single category. So I think it's just, you know, fantastic that um, black people are finally getting recognized, getting mm-hmm. recognized for the excellence that they've been doing 
you know, the whole the whole time. Um, I know like Kerry Washington, she's nominated for three different things. I think she has mm-hmm. a total of five nominations across three different um, shows. So right. it just goes to show, um, you know, that, you know, black people have been out there doing the work and doing the excellent work. And I think it's fantastic that now um, the first step being nominated um, is 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 finally on the upswing. So the next hurdle is how many of these thirty four point three percent nominees are are going towards? Uh, are they going to win? And that's just on the acting nominees. That's not including shows that are created and run um, by um, black people, uh, narration. So it's it's quite a few things, cinematography, directing. So all of those things have seen a huge increase this year for um, for for Black actors, many that you know, some that you don't. I just think it's, you know, the Emmys, even though virtual is going to be blickety black this year. So I think, you know, that's great. So I want right. to get your thoughts on, do you think this is a time with the current uh, racial um, injustice that we have that these folks are getting nominated or do you think their talent is finally being acknowledged um, and and being put on display? Well, it's the, the hard work that they've put in uh, these actresses, these actors, these producers, these directors, all these people that are finally being nominated and being recognized. Uh, I think their hard work combined with the perfect storm of all of this social justice, this push for social justice in the wake of all of the uh, issues with police brutality, uh, so on and so forth that have been happening. I think it's a perfect storm for something like this to happen. Again, we've always wanted respect and we didn't want charity. Nobody wants a handout. Nobody wants to, you know, just be spoon fed you know, anything, you know, people want to be recognized for the hard work they put in because some of the things that we enjoy that we've have enjoyed over Mm -hmm. decades, that is quality work. Yeah. And we've never been recognized for it. It's not that we want to be recognized for crap or mediocre mediocrity or just recognized for the sake of being recognized or recognized solely for the base of our skin color or our ethnicity or our background. We want to be recognized for the hard work we've already done ever since entertainment has been entertainment and some of the good work that we're currently doing now. There are some shows like um, uh, Regina King got nominated for Watchmen. You know, that's one of the best shows that's come out in the past two years or, you know, two years or so. I mean, nobody hands down. You can't watch that show. and It's like, this is not good. Right. And Yaya, the her co-star, he got nominated for supporting. Right, right. So stuff like that. We've been we've been doing that. That's not anything new. So we've been doing that. And Issa it's Rae just, and Insecure has been on it. Right. And this right. Is, they're finally the first year that they are even really getting any acknowledgement. Right. And that's Insecure. not just and that's just not us being biased. It's just no, good, it's good entertainment. Content. So, you know, we just want to be respected and recognized for that. At the same time, the all of the social injustice that just happened as a result of this past year also created, contributed and made the perfect storm for people start people who um, 
vote on these type of, you know, events. Like I said, I I don't watch, you know, I don't watch any of the television shows, the award shows. But Mm -hmm. so I don't know how any of it goes, you know, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure there are people who vote on these things regularly that are looking at all of the things that have happened and say, you know what? Let me open my mind a little bit. And let me give it a shot. And, and then, then as a, a result, shot, and then say, oh my God, this is amazing. Exactly. And that's all we're asking for. Yeah. And the thing is, all the folks that are nominated, they have done excellent work. Mm. There is not anything mediocre about any of these performances, shows, narrations, direction, cinematography, none of that. You know, and I think um, uh, one of the the folks nominated, I think she's the first black woman to be nominated for hosting a variety show. And I see her face and it's her name is completely escaping me. And I am so sorry for that. But um, (laughs) but yeah, I'm trying to see if I can see it really quickly, but I don't. But yeah. So, I mean, we're still getting first. Um, you know, in the year of our Lord 2020. But at the same time, everybody that's on this list has done, you know, super fantastic work. And I'm I'm grateful that they are getting the um, the due that they are, are owed because a lot of people have been working a lot of years um, with the same quality and who have not, you know, gotten the, the credit and the shine they deserve. So, I'm super excited. And um, for me, the next thing is, all right, let's see how many wins come out of this. It's not just enough to be nominated, but let's get these wins in the Uh, Back to the real world. Uh, (laughs) I ain't holding my breath. I don't like that. (laughs) But it's nice to to get a shout out, you know. So, but uh, again, like I said, don't be, don't give your hopes too high. But if well, they are, then... my hopes are pretty high for the groups that for the categories that have seventy five to eighty percent black nominees. So okay, all right, those all right. I feel a little bit more confident in. Now, if you tell me, I think one of the voice narrations, um, I think Angela Bassett is up for one. Lupita Nyong'o is up for one, uh, and it's two more black people, and I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm just going off the top of my head, like. Of those five, four of them are black. Now, if you can't win, listen, listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> don't. We're gonna keep it positive. We're gonna keep it positive. We're gonna look forward to it. We're gonna <laughs> listen. It is 2020. We waited this long, so I look. I don't put nothing past nobody. Yeah, and I was going to say something and bring up, but I'm not because we've had an all positive for the culture, so we're going to keep it positive and we're going to slide out of here. So we're going to talk about your boy, were you? Nope. Yep. Yep. That's where it's left. Uh I was like, you know, nope. Uh He's not going to steal this joy from me. (laughs) (laughs) Let me hold on to it. Let me hold on to it. Join join the Patreon. Get in the Discord. We'll tell you what we're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> right. All right. So let's slide on over to the hookup. So I found this um, on online. I haven't um, put any of my devices on the beta, but for those of you who are, 
um, as we talked um, earlier about um, the Instagram bug um, with the camera, if you are using um, iOS 14 or mm -hmm. iPad OS 14 betas, there is a way that you can report um, bugs that you are, are finding. And we're just going to walk you through that and we'll include the link in the show notes as well. You can open up the feedback assistant that comes native with the, the beta. So if you deleted it, you might want to go back and get it back. Um, so you open up the feedback assistant, you sign in with your Apple ID. Um, you tap the compose button at the bottom of the screen to create a new report. Select the platform you are reporting on, whether it be iOS or iPadOS. Um, complete the form describing the bug as best you can. Um, you can also attach screenshots or captures if you have them or want to include them. And then you add, quote, sysdiagnose, end quote, report if possible. Then tap the submit button and you have now reported a bug that you found on iOS 14 or iPad OS 14. Now, that definitely helps. You know, I'm on iOS uh 14 for my iPhone. I haven't seen any bugs. Um, I haven't ran into anything. I'm trying to think. Um, maybe the widgets um, aren't populating as the information is not populating as fast as I would think. Mm -hmm. You know, not necessarily being the interactive, not, you know, once it shows up, being able to click on it and expand it or whatever. But some of the widgets, it takes a while for the information in general to populate. Maybe that's just because. Again, I just shrugged it off as this is a beta. So the information, the content may not be there, but as long as the structure is there and the the actual functionality of in our in this case, the widgets is there. Once the actual iOS 14 goes pu public, the content will be there on a regular basis. So I didn't I don't necessarily consider that a bug because it's just it's a beta. So they're just trying to show you the structure and the content will come later. So that's the only gripe that I can think of uh, think of at iOS 14. But everything else, I haven't had any issues whatsoever. Cool. Nice. All right. I think that's it for this week. Um, unless you have anything else you want to talk about, Terrence? Nope. I am good. Cool. All right. Don't forget to download, rate, and review us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also hit us up on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're at SnobOSCast everywhere. Also, you can watch us on YouTube at SnobOSCast. Um, be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. That helps us out. Also, feel free to leave any comments or suggestions. You can do that by two ways. You can do that on our website, SnobOSCast.com, or you can shoot us over an email at SnobOSCast at gmail.com. Again, don't forget, you can support us on Patreon for $5 a month. You can get access to the pre-show um, content, um, live show taping, as well access to the Discord live chat. Again, we want to shout out our newest snobbist, who is ZQ, which is Zandy. Oh, Zandy. I need to see how to see it. <laughs> I forgot just that quick. Zandy Kabindi, thank you so much, friend. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> For being our newest novice. So I think that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Bye.